0: what's up everyone how you guys doing welcome to episode 793 wow are we gonna be discussing a pretty intense subject today but first don't Uh, forget to like and subscribe over on YouTube. As you can see behind me, I have some guests from the Police Academy. We're going to be talking about how at an early stage in their career, it's already a preconceived notion that motorcycle clubs are bad, the motorcycle clubs are the gang, and I also have some information because a lot of this material has to do with how to stop a motorcycle gang as they say. So we're going to look at the early induction period, if you will, uh, the propaganda that these officers are taught. And then we're going to go to the so-called biker expert, Steve Cook. Yes, he is all over the place. This is the guy who worked one case. One case. And now he's considered a biker expert. Unbelievable. But, you know, we have some sad news. A second pagan uh, has been shot. uh, Did not make it. Sad state of affairs, man. Sad state of affairs because we already had one. I believe out in Rhode Island that we covered and this happened again. So I, I get it. Not the best thing to lead off with because we wanted to continue our studies and education and the way the government tr- treats motorcycle clubs. But I wanted to get this out of the way to give you guys some updates and stuff. Uh, Here we go, tri Cities Motorcycle Gang. Yes, Motorcycle Gang, they say. Wow, what a thing to lead off with, and we're going to be talking about this. Shootout victim allegedly fired first. And this was in Kennewick, Washington. I like how they do this, man. Motorcycle gang member killed Thursday night, started the shootout that left him dead. No respect whatsoever. They go to that fucking gut punch, man, with that motorcycle gang, don't they? Investigators believe two members of the Pagans Motorcycle Club. Ain't damn weird, man. In the paragraph beforehand, they call it a gang, and now they're calling it a club. They are confused. Jordan Patrick Tater, Taylor, 30 of Pascal, and Tristan Bream, 24 of West Richland, spotted members of a rival motorcycle club in the Jimmy Johns parking lot. That led Taylor and Broom to allegedly confront the three members of, quote, Anonymous a support club for the Banditos Motorcycle Club on Clearwater Avenue shortly before 940. The fight would leave Taylor dead, a member of the rival club, Zachary Miller, injured and Bream in the Benin County Jail on suspicion of second-degree assault. Sad state of affairs, man. Uh, The Pagans and Banditos are considered outlaw motorcycle gangs by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Why did you guys have to add the explosives in there? We already knew this. The Pagans were formed in 1957 in Maryland, and the Banditos formed in 66. Uh, then they go and say both groups have ties to drug and gun trafficking, which I already proved in a lot of videos that cops do the same damn thing. Uh, while outlaw motorcycle club members live in the tri-cities, the clubs haven't been linked to recent, uh, to violent crimes. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, that is a sad story out of Washington. Now I want to go into our main subject today, how they train the off to automatically have these preconceived notions. Serious business here. Now, the first one, and this is an abstract report, Preventing Organized Crime Originating from Outlaw Motorcycle Clubs. They do not even give a benefit of doubt that there are good people in these clubs. No, right away. They're saying in the famous one is they're outlaw motorcycle gangsters or gangsters on motorcycles. The media has such a hard on for bikers. It's Unbelievable. We've seen that through 2020 with Sturges when they were having the rally. And boy, did it blow up there. Oh, by the way, by the way, I, you know what? I'm getting off subject. I hate doing that. But Antifa got its It's uh, rear end whooped by a bunch of bikers. You might have seen the video going around. Uh, I think it was in Oregon. And boy, did they get their tails whooped. You don't go after a biker club, what are you stupid? Anyway, I digress. Again, preventing organized crime originating from outlaw motorcycle clubs. This is the stuff that the Leo learn in police academy. Just ask my friends behind me. Hey. Here's the abstract of this. How can a holistic model of crime prevention be applied to crime originating from outlaw motorcycle clubs? At least they didn't say motorcycle gang. The police in different countries and even in different police districts have varied considerably in the ways they have dealt with these outlaw MC clubs and criminal activities associated with them. See, worldwide, everybody works together. I don't care what you say. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I should make a tinfoil hat, some people say. But a lot of the plans that here in the United States, they get from, like, Australia, Europe. Come on, you got, what is it, Denmark? They freaking just ban whoever they want. And it is a sad state of affairs that they don't have a lot of the rights that we do. But at the same time, you have cops over here doing what they're doing over there. And it's not cool. Some police forces have mainly applied a repressive criminal justice approach, whereas others have put emphasis on dialogue prevention and harm reduction. Hmm. Dialogue, prevention, and harm reduction. Now, don't you think two men might be on polar opposites of a belief should come and talk and say, hey, we know it's our job to bust you, and we know it's your job not to get caught. It was an awesome arrangement back in the day. The lines were never blurred, and everybody knew where they stood. Now, my goodness, we got one uh, coming up later on next week about how even the cops are getting sick of cops joining motorcycle clubs. Yes, we're talking about all kinds of different subjects on this. And, of course, we're going to keep to the biker news. But this is something that the general public needs to know. Uh, Why cops, uh, you know what, before they go to the police academy, they probably have no preconceived notions about clubs. They probably like them. And then when they get the propaganda put through their thick skulls, everything changes. Then it's like, oh yeah, let's go get them. Everybody with a patch, they're bad, they're bad. They flip a switch after police academy. Based on a holistic model of crime prevention developed in my previous works, Giorgio, based on nine preventable uh, mechanisms, several uh, preventative actors beyond the police possess a variety of measures, which can be implemented to activate these mechanisms. Now, it goes through... It discusses how the holistic model of crime prevention can be applied to uh, crime originated from motorcycle clubs like Hell's Angels, Dito's, Outlaws, Mongols, Coffin Cheaters. So it looks like we got a hippie here. A hippie who's trying to... I think he's, uh, you know, thinking it's the 60s and wants to get into the flower girls. You know what? That's just what I'm asking, you know? (laughs) It's funny. Where he said in some countries, these outlaw MC clubs nevertheless constitute major crime problems in terms of armed conflict, shootouts and bombings. There was a study done in Australia, and it found that less, less meaning less, than 1% of the crimes were committed by bikies. Yeah, they're called bikies over there. Let's just say bikers for those that don't understand their lingo. Only less than 1%. This isn't a big major crime wave coming out of clubs. And it backs up my point. It backs it up. That only a few individuals cause these sprouts. Now, his holistic model of crime prevention... The criminal justice crime prevention model is based on the preventative effects of punishment. And in its simple form, it differentiates between individual prevention and general prevention. Laws set norms about unacceptable behavior, bolstered by the threat of punishment. Now, that is the criminal justice one. Then you have a social crime one. It attempts to influence the condition that make uh, people criminals. Situational crime prevention. Now, reducing recruitment to criminal gangs and groups. This is their new model. Now, I can get it being used with street gangs. But come on, motorcycle clubs? Really? Again? preconceived notion that everybody's a gangbanger in these clubs. Establishing and maintain normative barriers against crime, deterring crime, disrupting attempts to commit crime, reducing opportunities for crime, and protecting valuable targets. Huh. And this is what they're using against clubs. And he is advocating for preventative mechanisms. So, this right here is some of the stuff that these cops are taught. Another thing they're taught, Office of Justice Programs out of the uh, U.S. Department of Justice. Biker Gang Update. Biker gang update. Now we're taking you back to 1993. And I have to admit, not a good time period. A lot of bad stuff. And then you have to say, okay, 50 50. You know what? We might have been schlucks. Might have caused some problems. But those problems ain't around anymore. But it's. Articles like this and guidance that the police are given that they still think it's the 1990s when that stuff really ain't happening much anymore. Yes, there's individual events that happen, but it's not like it's everywhere. See, with biker news, it's a worldwide thing, nationwide thing. It might seem like it's happening every day. But really, it isn't. It's happening in different parts of the world. It's actually kind of rare. But because you see it all the time, you think that's what's going on. Same thing with these cops. Now, it goes on to say biker gangs have become increasingly sophisticated. New gangs are forming, old gangs are building with little uh, recognition from law enforcement. To them, they think every club's a gang. Biker clubs lack the organizational polish of organized crime. That's what I've been saying. They're not gangs. They're not organized crime. Hell, they can't even get kickstands up on time. I've been saying this. They're clubs, not gangs. But they maintain uh, the hierarchy structures with bylaws, constitution, dues, rules. So does every other non uh, nonprofit or profit corporation. Same thing. Bikers made a, a point of learning about law enforcement so that they can learn from police mistakes. Hell, you got to worry about the uh, you know the big organized crime to do that. Uh, bikers, again, come on. Bikers use computers, cell phones, uh, complex surveillance equipment, sophisticated weaponry, and you to tell when this was wrote. And pagers. <laughs> Man, I haven't seen a pager on somebody in so damn long. Uh, motorcycle gangs network with other types of gangs and corner cultures, such as prison gangs. Ooh, there's the white supremacist deal. Uh, They have sometime Ford liaisons with police officers and other government officials. Their models illustrate their beliefs and values. (laughs) Come on. And what's even worse, these reports are written by guys like this. Dorks, okay? Dorks. Now, he runs or he was a detective, this is old Steve Cook, baby, with a police department in Kansas City metropolitan area. One case, and he's automatically a freaking expert on clubs. Been reading too many books, been reading too many deals that have to do with what we just read. Over 20 years, with six and a half years experience in a multi-agency drug task force, Steve is considered to be the foremost authority on outlaw motorcycle gangs and is called upon by print, radio, and television media from all over the world to give expert opinion. His expert opinion is just regurgitating what the hell I just read. Issues regarding outlaw motorcycle gangs. Basically, dude wants to make that dollar. And hey, I don't blame somebody wanting to do some hustling. You got to make some money. But he takes it to a whole, whole different level. You know what? Copeland. I think that's who he reminds me of. Copeland. Police Academy, I think it's 1985. My guts are right there, and Copeland's in the back. He is kind of a weirdo, ain't he? And I I hate to equate uh, people that you know, it happens. But this is the kind of stuff that I wanted to talk about how cops, from the beginning, are brainwashed to think that clubs are bad. If they got a patch on, it's automatically bad. It is truly a sad state of affairs. And, you know, like I said earlier, clubs sometimes contributed to it, you know, especially in the 90s, it happens. But at the same time, it's not everybody. It's not organized crime. If it was organized crime, I say it a million times, people would be able to afford their dues. And a lot can't. It's not like they're hardcore gangsters, now is it? Anyway, hopefully you enjoyed that. We got a lot of stuff like this coming up. A lot of discussions that a lot of people don't have concerning this type of stuff. We're going to go to the second half of the show with China Dow. We'll be right back.
1: The shadow you.
0: Don't suck. W-M-M-R-D-B-Rockford. My life sucks. It sucks a bag of dicks. It sucks a bunch of dog dicks. My life is horrible. I am cursed. All I wanted to do was pick up a sub sandwich that reminds me of back home in Chicago. And what happened to me, Chinadel? I blame this on Morbik. I blame it on everybody. You're all a bunch of fucknuts. Okay?
2: Bunch of fucknuts. Hollywood is sitting out in his truck waiting for me to walk out with our sandwiches. And as I'm walking out, he's looking at me and flagging me to hurry up to the truck. Lo and behold, walking right across the street, right next to his truck, is a dude that's a midget. A midget! <laughs>
0: And the motherfucker had to hop up in a jeep. A lifted jeep at that. Yeah. I'm sitting
2: there with he, does he a need mother- a fucking ladder or what? <laughs> the motherfucker needs a step stool. Hell no! That boy picked himself up real quick in that. That jeep. was a live oompa loompa. <laughs> And he's sitting there the whole time. I'm looking over at here me. freaking the fuck out. He goes, "I'm fucking jinxed. This my is bullshit. life sucks. <laughs> I was going crazy. Uh, I was dying. <laughs> of course, you were. Here I am. The
0: hairs are standing up on my arms. They were a you fucking were f- Willy Wonka midget. <laughs> and I look over to her, and I was like, "This ain't happening to me." And I'm like, what? And you? they're like, that. I'm like, I haven't slept but one hour in 50 fucking hours. I've slept two. And, and I to have world. to see a midget. <laughs> I'm going to be having fucking nightmares about a midget. <laughs> and he was a stocky little fellow. He was. <laughs> I
2: was shocked he lifted himself up. Right. That was amazing. Nice Jeep, though. Very nice. I mean, it would have been easy to whoop his ass and take it.
0: <laughs> Am I cursed? Did your fucking sister put on a curse on me or something?
2: It's possible. Anything's possible.
0: I don't know. I'm worried. You know, she's a witch.
2: Yeah, well. She probably a... has a voodoo doll of me. Well, no, not yet. Cause Either I...
0: that or she got a doll of me and she made one of a midget and put it next to mine.
2: She doesn't have one of you yet. I was like, what the fuck is the odds of a midget walking by me? And we ain't never seen any around here before. (laughs) That's what's even funnier. (laughs) It was timing like a bitch. They do look
0: different in person, don't they? (laughs) Than on uh, camera and film and all that bullshit. No. They look like little Oompa Loompas. No, they don't. Yes, they did. He didn't look like Oompa Loompa. No, he had that big old freaking head and shit oh like that. Oh my God,
2: stop! Why am I lying? <laughs> stop. He was actually proportioned really well. No, for he his didn't. Size. He had a big
0: ass head. No, he
2: didn't. He had a normal size head. He looked like the freaking uh, sperm went
0: the wrong way. Oh my God, stop! <laughs> If I'm a lion, I'm dying. I think the sperm got confused and
2: broke off. Dude, stop. He kind of looked like an ape. He did not. Yes, his head looked like an ape. It did not. Neanderthal. and her thaw. No. Big old head, and a little he ass was, body. He was properly proportioned. Leave him alone. Why, were you hot over him? No. You like midgets now? No. It's kind of
0: sounding like what it, it, it's sounding like.
2: No. You need to be more PC. (laughs) He is a little person.
0: Little person my ass, he a midget.
2: He's a little person.
0: He's like that tattoo.
2: Oh, my God. No, he's not. Yes,
0: he's like Tattoo from Fantasy Island. Tattoo was shorter. No, I don't know. That dude was short. He's like two and a half feet. (laughs) BPC. I thought it was a kid until I seen the big head. Oh, my God. Stop it.
2: (laughs) What is wrong with you?
0: But he did. He looked like Tattoo from Fantasy Island. You do realize Yeah, you know, I'm
2: that, sitting over here. Am I a Rourke? What the fuck is going on? You do realize if you look at your screen right now, you're probably going to see midgets everywhere. No, I'm going to see him in my fucking sleep if I didn't get to sleep tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, I have a very, how would, I, how would I say it? Phobia. I have a phobia of midgets, okay? Chasing you. I have a phobia of midgets chasing me. It's bad enough I couldn't enjoy Game of Thrones because of that midget. He was a little scandalous fucking midget. And I couldn't watch the show. Why'd they have to put a midget in there?
2: Yeah, you couldn't even watch Willow with me because of the the, the little people. What the fuck is wrong with these people?
0: (laughs) That's just as bad as, what was it, the other day watching what were we we were watching a movie or some shit like that real funny movie yeah next thing i know guys are kissing
2: that was a commercial oh that was
0: a commercial <laughs> yeah for
2: fucking eHarmony. <laughs> yes eHarmony. harmony <laughs> no i can't even go on that site why would you <laughs> they
0: were kissing i looked at her i was like what the fuck is going on here what are you watching it was a commercial
2: for e-harmony
0: Hollywood doesn't fit in this frickin' time period.
2: (laughs) No, you don't.
0: (laughs) I'm getting scared.
2: You getting scared? Yes. Are you scared? I'm a chicken. Chicken! (laughs) You just wanted me to say chicken. And And then I
0: look over at you now, and I have this bad picture in my head. Oh, God. Bad picture. Of? I'm sitting here thinking... If she likes midgets so much. Oh my god. How the hell
2: would she fuck one? How would you do it? I wouldn't. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. You're a it's PC. Easy, it's easier for a guy to fuck a female little person. His dick must be a half inch. Ew. Dude. Gross. Stop.
0: They don't got Change big the dicks. To- how do they got big dicks if they small people? Change the topic, please. No, I, I, you know what? I'm mad. Why are you mad, bro? I'm mad, bro. <laughs> Why are you mad, bro? Cause somebody put a curse on me.
2: It fucking wasn't me. Blame Marbic.
0: I ain't gonna blame him. I'm blaming you. Why are you blaming me, bro? Cause you said, you know what? <laughs>
2: Let's pick up
0: something to eat on the way to see the grandbabies. I said, okay. You know what? I'm gonna be nice, and I'm gonna spring for something she hasn't had before.
2: I have too had it before.
0: In a long time.
2: Yeah. We used to have it all the time at the Tattoo Shop. <laughs>
0: so, they have sandwiches, uh, subs, that are just like Chicago subs. Yep. Same mayonnaise, same everything. Same,
2: Same dressing, too. Same dressing. Yeah.
0: So, I take you over there. You had this planned. You did. You had this planned.
2: Well, I was texting on the way there.
0: You were. Just kidding. He wobbles into the post office. The hell's you wobbling for, man? This stuff scares me. So then I I say, as a female, how would you go about having sex with a midget?
2: I wouldn't. How would a female do it? I have no idea. It would never happen. Well, not with you, maybe. Maybe there's other I a don't know how in. other people would do it either. They'd have to be on top. Would they reach? The female would have to be on top. Oh, okay. Why?
0: I don't know. It makes more sense. Oh, it's hump day, by the way, so this fits right in.
2: <laughs> Happy hump day!
0: <laughs> We're talking about so again wieners.
2: <laughs> walk
0: us through of how I a woman... I don't know! How a woman has to deal with somebody with a very small penis.
2: How does this work? It usually doesn't end up working out well. Why? Because the woman's too wide? No, because they're too small.
0: Okay. Well, what
2: do you do with a freaking... What is a
0: surprise that a woman... uh, uh, Here they are, they're thinking, Oh man, he's got muscles, he's got this hot-ass bod. And next thing you know, she finds out he has a two-inch dick.
2: That would probably happen with a lot of guys that are muscles with a
0: hot-ass (laughs) butt.
2: Really? Hey, most of them are probably on steroids. That shrinks your wiener. Yeah, but
0: what would come to a woman's mind seeing a
2: two-inch dick? I'd laugh. I'm serious. I'd probably laugh. I'd be like, hell (laughs) no. Put your pants back on. This ain't happening. (laughs) You really would say that? Fuck yeah, I would. Get the fuck out of here. Hell You'd be nah. that mean?
0: Fuck even yeah. though if he was a knockout, dragout,
2: yeah. muscle-bound freaking moron. Well, that's not my type anyways, but yeah. Oh, you like what? The dad bods? Yes! Dad bods all the way. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Woo! More cushion for the
0: pushing. <laughs> Have you ever seen a two-inch dick on a man? Yes. How funny was that?
2: It was extremely... <laughs> I don't know how his wife dealt with it. <laughs> Sorry,
0: does, does sorry the wife, not sorry. Does the wife, you think she would even feel anything like that? I doubt it. And don't you think she got robbed?
2: Yeah, she should have checked. The, Until she death
0: do you part. She, she should have yeah, checked ass.
2: under the hood before they got married. <laughs>
0: That's why I say always take a test drive.
2: Well, you know, you got to Take test your drive, time, learn
0: everything about the person, and then go ahead and go in there and do your thing. Well, yeah. But I think people get robbed if they, you know, have to get stuck
2: with that. Well, yeah, you feel chipped.
0: If I were them, I'd feel chipped. You wake up, two two inch dick. What the fuck happened here? But
2: see, it it kind of explains why the couple I'm talking about were in the swinger lifestyle. Because then she can get average size and big size.
0: (laughs) Very true. (laughs) That's why she always went after Hollywood. Oh, please. Am I right or wrong? Please. Right or wrong. Please. Oh, she don't want to admit this one.
2: Yeah, and what happened? What happened? I gave her the bone. Our ow, ow
0: Yes. I gave her the bone. Yeah. I think that's what you would call a charity fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a charity fuck.
2: You're donating. That's your good deed for the day.
0: I think I was right, though. That was a
2: charity fuck.
0: Yeah, well, kind
2: (laughs) of. I wonder
0: if women, because you guys say you compare dick sizes. Mm -hmm. Is it true women like dicks that are big? Or do they like them average or petite?
2: I'd say ixnay on the petite.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So they don't want a pita. A what? You know, a pita, you know, a roll. <laughs> a pita? Yeah. Is a
2: flatbread. What the fuck is wrong with you?
0: I don't know. There's two inches, you know, whatever. So They you, don't want
2: a snausage. There you go. snossages, You don't want a snossage, No. We're looking more towards, you know, cucumber. <laughs> a lot of girls can't handle that, though. I, I'm more of an average if you know how to work it. But sometimes big is good too. <laughs> or extra large. Is the feeling different? I want to king size that.
0: <laughs> is, it a, is, is the feeling different though?
2: Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> what do you mean, hopefully? Well, for myself, it would always be different.
0: <laughs> but I'm for... talking, how does a woman go from an average pecker to something like you said king, king size? size?
2: <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> It's not something that can dry dock in. No dry docking. Fuck, no. You better grease that shit like a stuffed pig. You better grease it up. Them motherfuckers ain't going in uh, dry dock, though. No. Because that's going to tear your shit in half.
0: I was just wondering because I've heard women in the past say they don't like them really big. I've heard women say that. Some of them prefer average. And what would you consider average? Four and a half, five. Four and a half, five being average? Yeah. So maybe they should have a pecker implant and get you know their two and a half
2: up. Penis pump. Penis pump.
0: Do (laughs) you think those work? I don't think they work.
2: I don't know. Anybody else know?
0: (laughs) I know we got a lot of freaks.
2: Anybody know if a penis pump works well? Just curious. Inquiring minds want to know. I've never had the pleasure of seeing one get used. (laughs) Now all I'm doing is sitting here. Because
0: my hair is standing up again. I know that midget's watching me or some shit. Yeah, he's hanging out in the backyard. I'm looking at you saying, okay, you would go on top. Ew. What other positions
2: would you use? Doggy style, because he could just stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that was bad. Even for me. You're going to hell. I went there. <laughs>
0: just dropped my phone. I can see it now. <laughs> I'm standing right I Dude, I need to go hire a midget escort for you.
2: Well, because you figure the chick. I do. The chick, okay, let's picture this. Everybody picture this because, you know, you're going to anyways because it's, it's me. It's in my fucking head. The, the chick is kneeling on the bed and the guy is standing up behind her and can perfectly reach. <laughs> I think that'd be really, really good for the one And woman. just picture, just picture this, okay? Here. That
0: way, you would slip a finger in there too. Well,
2: here, here's more to picture. Here's one more to picture.
0: Sausages, fingers.
2: <laughs> 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 here's another image, though. While he's back there and he's standing and basically humping you, because <laughs> that's all it's Doing probably gonna porn be. Porn star, baby. He's slapping that ass. <laughs> <Hitty> up, girl. <laughs> I don't know dude i went there i don't know that was was, was bad of me i'm so non-pc right now (laughs) go ahead we're listening no i'm done oh you're done i'm done
0: no you were going so good (laughs) dude. i went the wrong way (laughs) and all he has to do is walk around you while you're doggy style and just stick it in your mouth
2: and he's just standing up dude he could probably stick it in your nose hole and it wouldn't matter (laughs) (laughs) Eh, let me not so fuck you let me get it in your ear (laughs) We got doggy style. Use it as a goddamn Q-tip. I don't know what the fuck. We got a doggy style. Yeah. We got... Don't do reverse cowgirl though, because I have a feeling it would just plop out a lot. (laughs) That don't even work for a lot of people, man.
0: Reverse cowgirl.
2: No. I'm not a fan, really.
0: It don't feel right. It feels off.
2: It's just weird. You gotta have some really good thigh muscles for that as a female.
0: Older women don't uh, have that.
2: Yeah, we do. No. We, we just get
0: lazy. No, I was over there. Uh, you know what? I was sitting there uh, so proud of my granddaughter. I told her, do you know who Jean-Claude uh, Claude Van, Van Damme is? You can't even say his name right. You know, the Jean- blood sport motherfucker. Jean-Claude Van Damme. And how he does the splits on the chairs. Yeah. And I said to my granddaughter, because she's in gymnastics, can you do that? She looks at you and goes, Yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, she's on chairs doing that shit. Fuck yeah, she is. Then I look over to China and I said, your turn to do the splits. She Mm. says, fuck you. (laughs) I said, why fuck me? I ain't do no splits.
2: Why? Why wouldn't you do splits? Because I'm fucking 49 years old. You're 49 years old. I'm 49 years old, but I still do the TikTok fucking trend where you... Do a handstand and then do the splits. I mean, I've done that one. But as far as doing the splits on the ground, dude, I got to stretch out like a motherfucker, make sure I don't pull something. <laughs> yeah. A lot
0: different than when you were younger.
2: Oh, hell yeah. When I was like in my 30s even. When I was in my 30s, i go down in the splits like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't done Reverse that
0: so cowgirl, like going back to that, though, I think it's a very uncomfortable position.
2: Well, the guys like it because they could just look at them from behind. They don't have to look at their face.
0: I don't like that. I love looking into a woman's eyes like you. You like set everything on fire when, you know, you look at you. Everything from your emotional fucking facial expressions, everything, you like make it wig out. So I wouldn't want to look at the back. I
2: thought you like looking at the back of women's heads.
0: Well, that's the heads. But actually, no, don't like that either. So when you say reverse cowgirl, I say fuck you, get off the Bronco. And another one I don't like is against the wall.
2: I don't want to do that. How the
0: fuck do people do that?
2: A midget can just like you could stand up and he can just walk up below you though.
0: Yeah, he can give you head, because they got big ass heads.
2: <laughs> Dude, now I'm picturing as an afro up against an afro <laughs> You went there. I went there. That's all I'm <laughs> picturing. An unshaved Poontang with dude's head just rubbing up again. <laughs> I can't have to sketch that away. Damn it.
0: I never liked the position, though. Up against a
2: wall. Who the fuck's got time for that shit? That takes balancing. Well, balancing and it makes you to where you have to pick a woman up. You got to pick her up and be able to bounce her on your junk without breaking your dick off. (laughs) But if you watch some in the movies, it's like they stand up and fuck. I was like, how the hell does he do that shit?
0: I'm sitting here trying to learn here. How do you do that?
2: I don't know. That's like people that stand and fuck in a shower. Aren't you afraid you're going to slip on the soap? (laughs) <laughs> or drop the soap. <laughs> <laughs> Cup and
0: run. <laughs> Cup and run time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where are we going with this show today? This is insane. <laughs> it's hump
0: day, man. You know, it's hump day. What other positions are just off the wall?
2: Like off the wall is in good or off the wall is in bad? In
0: bad. That you would never want to try
2: that I would never want I, what, what what am I looking at I'm not it's not like I have a karma sutra book in front of me or something you like your legs pinned over your head sometimes not always why
0: sometimes and not always you get deeper penetration
2: yeah but sometimes that's not what a woman needs cuz a woman's You know, fun zones on the outside. Sex ed with China right now. The fun zones on the outside, not always on the inside. A lot of people can't even get off from internal sex.
0: That is something I never heard.
2: Dude, I've said that on fucking 5,000 shows, man.
0: So it was like that other day we were watching that movie, what was it, with Diane Keaton or whoever the fuck it is, the old bitch? Yeah. She asked the daughter what an orgasm feels like. Yeah. Kind of like that, then.
2: Yeah. Yeah, what? Kind of like what? She, first the first time experiencing it. The first time experience. But that was
0: internally.
2: That was internally.
0: Not externally.
2: No. She found his Her happy spot was found. <laughs> her happy spot was found. <laughs> well, if they call it a fucking G-spot. That's so boring. It's her happy spot. But the more exciting spots on the outside. Just...
0: Women are too hard to figure out sexually.
2: No, we ain't. Yes, you are. We'll tell you go slower, go faster. Y'all just don't fucking listen. We'll tell you harder. Oh, they're blaming it on us, man. Y'all don't listen, man. You and your two pump chump, whatever. Uh, uh, oh, shit. I got to go back to the studio. <laughs> Yours is more like instead of a come and go, it's a come and run. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had a takeout.
2: <laughs> he went through the drive through. <laughs> We're not gonna go large today. We're gonna go toddler size. I don't know what the fuck. Where'd I just go with that?
0: I don't know. You uh, you lost me. At hello. <laughs> Anyway, what do we got going on today? I have no idea, man. You
2: threw me off from the start.
0: <laughs> I think we should go and make up for Serial Killer Hell Monday.
2: Hell yeah. Yeah, we miss Serial Killer Monday. So we got to make up for it. And we want to apologize for not being on yesterday, too, but we had some shit going on.
0: You know what? That was the hardest day of my life. Yeah. We are war the fuck out.
2: Yeah, he's on an hour sleep in 50-something hours, and I'm on two hours of sleep and had to work today. So it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, we're kind of bleh.
0: But hey, the first uh, half was funny.
2: Yeah, we're good.
0: Now I understand, you know, you're interested in midgets. I
2: am not. I should hire a midget, you know, prostitute for you. I'm going to throw one at you when your (laughs) dick is hard like a fucking dart at a target, okay? She went there. Yeah, and she's going to go... What serial killer do we got? We got Miss Carol M. Bundy. What is it with Bundy, the last name? I don't know. Name? It's the last name. You're like, is it related to Ted Bundy? I'm like, no. And now all I'm thinking about is Al Bundy. <coughs> no. Al
0: Bundy's my hero. Did you ever see that compilation? You know
2: why Al Bundy is your hero? Why? Al Bundy's your hero because he sits on the couch, watches TV with his hand on his dick.
0: That's what all men should be doing.
2: and th- And y'all do. That's a test of manhood. And you all do it. It's a thing. It's a man thing. Like, how many of you are sitting there, you know, on your computer, even in your Discord server right now, and you got one hand on your dick? Okay, y'all do.
0: Well, anytime they see you on camera, oh, they're please. like whacking off behind the camera. Oh, I know please. they are.
2: I hear these. Why things. you think I'm not on as much anymore? <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all skirmy. Y'all scare me now. So what do we got? All right, we got Carol Mary Bundy was an American serial killer. Bundy and Doug Clark became collectively known as the Sunset Strip Killers after being convicted in a series of murders in Los Angeles during the late spring and early summer of 1980s. Oh, man, the 1980s. Do you ever miss them? Always. I miss my big hair. You know what? Except, you were hot that, as fuck Except with I use just about as much hairspray and product now as I did in the 80s. <laughs> I don't care, dude. You looked hot as fuck with the big hair. Yeah, well, it's over. <laughs> the victims were young sex workers or runaways? It always, it's like,
0: they these people are always targeting prostitutes.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Are they pissed off? Do they have issues? What makes it to wear? They kill the prostitutes because it's easy to get them into a car I don't get it I don't know that's or, just wasn't that like the Green River killer he was killing prostitutes too my guess I don't remember either that they must believe that prostitutes have no families and cops ain't gonna give a shit
2: yeah. that
0: maybe that's what makes them easy targets probably. And let me guess, the news media gave him the nickname The Sunstrip Killers.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Give us the background. Well, Clark and uh, Bundy met in the early 1980s. And not too long after that, they moved in and they found that they shared the same dark sexual fantasies. Oh, that's where this is going. Yeah, I kind of figured you know it fit with Humpty. It's sexual. And it, and I'm sorry for those with virgin ears, this does get a little gross. Mm. I'm just saying.
0: What well, I find fascinating though is these dark sex secrets that they share.
2: Yeah. And are. it
0: always seems like as you talked about this before, where a woman and a man were doing this stuff, and he killed himself in jail. Yeah. And she's doing life, but it all revolved around sex.
1: Mm hmm.
2: Oh, but this gets real dark. Real dark. Yes. Clark, Clark began bringing prostitutes back to the couple's apartment to have threesomes. That was the, 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 the guy. Mm hmm. And when Clark took interest in a young neighbor, Bundy helped lure the girl. ...to do pornographic photographs.
0: How young?
2: We're not going there. Clark quickly escalated from pedophilia. Oh, great. Talking about how much he would like to kill someone during sex. And he persuaded Bundy to purchase two automatic pistols for him to use. Reportedly seeking to fulfill his fantasy of killing a woman... Woman, not child. Mm. Woman.
0: I was going to say, this segment's over if that's where it's going. No.
2: For killing a woman during sex and feeling her vaginal contractions during the death spasm. Get the fuck out of (laughs) here. There's a death spasm down there? I guess. I didn't know this. We're all learning something new today. So one night during June of 1980, Clark came home and told Bundy about these two women whom he had murdered after picking them up on the Sunset Strip. He had ordered them to perform fellatio on him. What the fuck is that? Blowjob. Oh, okay. <laughs> then could you give them... me a fellatio? <laughs> and then shot them both in the head before taking them to a garage and raping their dead bodies. Oh, this is a sick motherfucker. He had then dumped the bodies near the Ventura Freeway, where they were found the next day. An uneasy Bundy foaled the police, admitted to having some knowledge of the murders, but refused to provide any clues as to Clark's identity. Clark told Bundy that if either of them were apprehended, he would take the blame in hopes that she would allow him to go free. What? That she, he would take the blame if she could go free. Right. If Bundy would be set free. Mm-hmm. So, here we go. Twelve days after the initial murders, Clark killed two women. Was it ever with Bundy? Yeah. Clark killed two women who were working as prostitutes. As before, Clark lured them into the car, shot them, dumped their bodies in plain sight, but not before removing Wilson's head, which was one of the women. He decapitated her? Yep, and he took the head back home and stored it in his refrigerator. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bundy, upon seeing it, put makeup on it before Clark used it again for another bout of necrophilia. What's necrophilia? Fucking a dead thing. He basically, he would fuck the dead head. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Two days later... This is the worst one you've ever found. The couple put the freshly cleaned head in a box and dumped it in an alleyway. Three days later, another victim was found in the woods in the San Fernando Valley. The victim was a runaway, appeared to have been killed three weeks earlier, making Clark her first known ever victim.
0: So that was the first one.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Bundy continued to attend Murray's performances. He played in a band. Afterwards, would make conversation with him. After a few drinks, the conversation turned into what she and Clark were doing. Murray was alarmed and implied that he might have to tell the police. Mm -hmm. This is like a friend. (laughs) To prevent this from happening in August of 1980... Bundy lured Murray into a van after the show to have sex. Once they were inside, she shot and decapitated him. Bundy left various clues behind, including shell casings in the van. Two days later, Bundy uh, bowed to a psychological pressure and confessed to her co-worker that she had killed Murray. They called the police and gave a full confession to her, her and Clark's crimes. Oh, she gave him up. Yeah. Ouch. So sad. What is it about fucking a dead body with these people? I have no idea. The murder weapons were found hidden in Clark's workspace after his arrest. Bundy was charged with two murders, Jack Murray and an unidentified victim, whose murder Bundy had confessed to witnessing after she handed Clark the gun. Clark was charged with six murders, and at his trial, he acted in his own defense counsel and set out to prove that Bundy and Jack had committed the murders. (laughs) He turned on her. He
0: said, fuck you, I ain't going to the electric chair.
2: Yep. Bundy did not testify for the prosecution at Clark's trial, but did testify for the defense, having been granted immunity from prosecution for additional crimes. Clark was convicted of all six murders and sentenced to death in 1983. Oh! Clark was still on California's death row. He's still there. Bundy was sentenced to prison for a term of 25 years for Murray's murder and a term of 27 years for the second murder. Bundy died in prison from heart failure in December of 2003 at the age of 61. Oh my. I believe Clark might still be on death row. We're
0: going to have to look that up during the music break. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be very interesting. Yeah. It, it, well, you know, they don't execute anybody out there anymore in California. Shit, they don't do it in Illinois or a lot of other places. But that would be very interesting to know. Does that say anything?
2: Uh, let, here we go. What do we Let's got? Hey, Douglas Clark. He say he might not be as famous as Charles Manson, Ted Bundy, or Richard Ramirez, <laughs> but he da- has done one half of the infamous Sunset Strip killers, just as gruesome as the others. He's a he's a. You freak. know
0: what? I want to talk about Manson when we get back. Hold
2: on, we got.
1: Good sense. Yeah. Lock inside your background! What I saw that night was real and not just fantasy Just what I saw in my old dreams Were the reflections of my woman staring back at me
0: In 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Right on. Oh, we're going to be covering Charles Manson the next time around because I'm very interested in getting into the conversation. How all he was was a cult leader and I guess might have had participation in the planning, but never actually did anything. Going to be a very interesting one. But China has found some more information that's really interesting on this scumbag we've been talking about.
2: He's 74 and still on death row in San Quentin. And that's Kelly. Yeah. And they haven't
0: put him to death yet. He's probably going to be dying of natural causes.
2: Yeah, probably. It says... Yeah, as of 2001, he's still on California's death row. I can't believe he they haven't put him to, to death yet. He was sentenced to death in 87 mm-hmm. and still sits on death row today for six. I don't think that's plus, justice. Six plus murders. I don't think that's justice. Well, do they even do death row? Mm-hmm. Do they even do, do, do put people to death out there anymore? I don't know. Well, they do. Well, then how come it's from it's like 2022 now and this man's still alive on death row? <laughs> As of January 5th, 2022,
0: there were 694 prisoners on death row. The state has not executed anyone since Two
2: thousand well, and six. Well then why wasn't why wasn't Clark on the one the list in two thousand six if he's been there since eighteen? Well, that's because they get all these appeals. How many friggin' appeals you get? And he already confessed, so how would he get appeals if he confessed?
0: There was an article February first of twenty twenty two. California governor Gavin Newsom, who is, you know, angling for the presidency now, people. Orders dismantling of the state's death row. And that was something that George Ryan did here in Illinois. Where there's a uh, moratorium. What is it with the left that they're willing to kill unborn babies, but they don't want to put to death these pieces of shit? I find that utterly disgusting. Under Newsom's plan, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation will transfer the men on death row in San Quentin State Prison to other maximum security state prison. San Quentin's death row will be repurposed and transformed into something innovative and anchored in rehabilitation. Doesn't that burn your ass hairs? hmm After hearing our serial killer, what they did to these people, they are now getting a chance to live their life out when they didn't give that to their victims?
2: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense how they... Uh... How are they actually paying for their death? Like, for what they did? They're not. Because, you know, they're getting three hots in a cot. Well,
0: some people would say, oh, they're living in hell because they're behind bars. No, they're not, like you said. A prison's a community within a community, they get the same stuff, most of it, that we get outside. TV, like you said, three hots in a cot. Yeah. They get to work, but some idiot who's cutting people's heads off and screwing them
2: after his girlfriend puts makeup on him.
0: After his girlfriend does this, gets to walk, scot free. I could only, I can't imagine what the families are going through, and then he admits. That he wanted to hear the death, or he wanted to feel the death spasm?
2: Yeah, he wanted to What be kind ha- of person is this? He wanted to be having sex with them when they died so he can feel the contractions of their vagina on his junk when they died. And they call it the death spasm. What's even
0: worse was he was a U.S. Air Force, wasn't he? Yeah. Veteran?
2: Yeah. What
0: the hell are they putting in their food?
2: I don't know. He followed in his dad's footsteps and became military. He was an air force vet. Mm-hmm. That's sick.
0: So he went to the air force. Yeah. Now, if he served overseas, you have to ask yourself: Did anything happen overseas in other countries? Was there a trail of bodies where he served? That's the. That's a legitimate question, right there.
2: Yeah, that is very legit.
0: It's not like one day they turn on the serial killer switch. No, I would think that shit's embedded in their freaking idiot minds.
2: It says that uh, he was the son of Franklin Clark, which was a naval intelligence officer. That w- oh, an intelligence officer. He was the son of an intelligence oh, okay, officer. Okay, okay. Uh, and then he went and enlisted in the U.S. Air Force and was stationed in Colorado and Ohio. Clark was eventually discharged from the Air Force and he drifted around the next decade, often working as a mechanic. Was it an honorable discharge, did they say? does not specify. It just says that he was discharged. And then he began roaming. And then he began roaming. He moved to Los Angeles was employed as a steam plant operator for the Public Works Department.
0: Oh, he even got a cushion job. Mm-hmm.
2: And then he abruptly quit. And then he became a boiler operator for Jurgen Soap Factory. He was fired due to the high rate of absence and violent threats he made against coworkers. You think that's where it started to happen? I think so, because right after that, Is when he ran in, he was in a bar and in in an area they called Little Nashville, I -hmm. guess, out in California. And that's where he met Carol Bundy in 1980. Do you agree with this statement?
0: What? The prospect of your ending up on death row has to do with your wealth and race than it does your guilt or innocence.
2: Well, if you can afford to get out, you're not going to be on death row. You'll just get life without the possibility of parole, I think.
0: So you agree with that statement? Yeah. That was Newsome. We talk about justice, we preach justice, but as a nation, we don't practice it on death row. How could somebody face a family member who was butchered like this guy did and say that to the victim's families? Well, you're not getting justice because they're not rich. They deserve a, uh, you know, go past, uh, get past the jail deal in Monopoly.
2: Well, here here's the part that I don't get about Clark. Okay, there's this criminologist that's been looking after his case, I guess. His name's Christopher Barry D. Mm-hmm. He contended that Clark could prove provide alibis for five of the seven murders that he was convicted of and that the presiding judge refused to accept key physical evidence including a witness and several banking documents that exonerated Clark in one of the murders. Bundy's testimony was proven to be highly inconsistent. She claimed first that Clark had murdered Jane Doe, 18, two weeks before her interview on August 11th. While without her involvement or knowledge, when she was told that Clark had an alibi for that date, she was allowed to change her story and subsequently provide intricate details in the manner of the murder and location of the body, even though she initially claimed to know nothing about it.
0: I find that seriously funny because the appeals would have went through this.
2: And the thing that cracked me up is Bundy also alleged, uh, alleged that police allowed her to withdraw $3,000 from Murray, the guy she killed, mm. from his bank account, although she claimed the police took the money. Hogwash, I say. Mm-hmm. Hogwash. Why would the police allow her to take $3,000 out of some dude's account that she murdered?
0: That's why it's hogwash. I think she was crazier than batshit. I might have to venture to say she might have had I think she was a wa- lot more to
2: do with it. I think murders. she was way more involved in these murders than any, Maybe but, it was anybody's her. ever going to. I think it was both. I think it wasn't just him going out doing all these killings. Mm-hmm. I think she was with him and just said she How anything. else would
0: he have got off? Because he always wanted her to watch, didn't he?
2: No. He wanted her to participate. Okay. Like basically like hold them down. It started out as threesomes. Mm-hmm. And they're all women.
0: So why would he go out? Why would and he do venture
2: that's what I was gonna say? Why would he venture off on his own and do these killings when it was meant to be a threesome for all for all of you know for all parties? hmm So I think she was way more involved in all of it than this whole case led off to
0: be. They targeted weaker people though. Yeah. Prostitutes and runaways. Yeah. Why not? Because, like I said earlier, nobody really cares about them people.
2: You know, prostitutes, runaways. Okay, prostitutes, runaways. You offer them money, you offer them food, you offer them shelter. They're but going. They're, they're doing it. They're going with you. I'll offer them a ride somewhere. They're going to go.
0: Sad freaking story today, China.
2: It's time to cruise your sex drive. Grab onto your clutch, put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual stimulation. Dare you to
0: tell the truth and get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. Okay, we're going to whip around and have uh, a good ending to the show. What do we got for get your porn on today?
2: All right, we're going to let you pick. You Uh, ready? Oh, here we go. Pick. It sure the fuck ain't a midget. Pick a number from the numbers 176 to 200. 185. What do I got? What did I win? Did I win a prize? Never have I ever got laid in a spa. No, I never did. Me neither. What the fuck?
0: I, I think it'd be too hard.
2: You know, it'd too be too hot. T- hot. Why would you want to get sweatier than you're already getting
0: sweaty? Uh, no, I wouldn't get my dick card, man. It'd be burning. <laughs> have you have you been in a spa fucking in pool, haven't you?
2: That shit's too hot. Well that's like saying let's go do it in the steam room. What the fuck? No. You're like melting in there. Why would you want to do Oh that?
0: my god. The only good thing about a steam room is when you're real
2: sick Man, they clear and you stuffed
0: up. up. Well, why go do into you... the steam room people well, why why clear you? you, think... you.
2: Why do you think kids with croup and when you have a, a like upper body congestion and stuff that they tell you to go and run the hot shower and sit in the bathroom on the floor? But it never gets steamy enough. No, because you're never going to get it as hot as that. But you go
0: into a steam room at a gym, you got that. You're mm. you're sweating that shit out. But I never do it. I wouldn't. Well, maybe since... if I had a midget to sit on. Oh, gross. That way I'm not all the way in the water. Gross. <laughs>
2: Okay, well, since we're probably gonna get a lot of nose on that one, let's change it up a little bit. And men, have you ever received a hand job under a table in public? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It wasn't me. Yes, it wasn't me. At prom. <laughs> I was gonna say it wasn't me. It was prom. You perv! I took
0: my pecker out of the freaking tuxedo, boy, and she just got going.
2: Was that after the accident? What do you mean after the accident? What? Or was that homecoming?
0: No, it when was you crashed your truck. <laughs> oh no! I crashed my truck beforehand <laughs> by uh, homecoming.
2: Okay, so that was the dance at the beginning. Of I the don't year. have I don't have any luck with alcohol, man.
0: No, you I don't. don't. No, you don't. Fuck that's alcohol! That's I can't stand. Well, that's why I'm a weed. Weed guy. <laughs> you don't get stupid. What about you?
2: Never, you I don't never, have a
0: dick. <laughs> you never gave anybody a fucking hand job, or nobody ever tried to uh,
2: play with you? Uh, not a... Come not, on! No, wait. A, psh, skating rink. <laughs> really? <laughs> Before I met you. Tell <laughs> but, us. Like, when I was like, probably 18 or 17 or 18. <laughs> What happened? Do tell. We were sitting in between the lockers and the roller skating rink with a jacket over us, and I gave him a hand job inside the skating rink. <laughs> oh <gasps> Nasty China. I told you I was the hand job queen. She is not innocent, like she tries to push out. Let's just say he definitely could not wear that jacket when he left. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> yeah. And you probably had people looking at you.
2: Well, yeah, the guards were, like, skating by, and we were just sitting there acting like we were talking and laughing. And Look at you.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll never look at you the same. You never do.
0: <laughs> so much to find out.
2: Aren't you special? Aren't you lucky to find out all these fun things?
0: I am! All these fun facts about China. Well, we're going to have to get China laid by a fucking midget.
2: No, that's never going to happen. I, I, ha- I do. I have to I'm find I'm going to officially vote myself off the island. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to
0: subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.